yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the week after Masters Week. This is the Preferred Lines Podcast. My name is Joe Idoni. You can find me on Twitter at TorPicks. Um, if you're just checking this out, you've stumbled upon a golf gambling podcast. We are going to go over the odds boards for this week's RBC Heritage PGA Tour Tournament. I'm going to do a little course preview. I've got a special guest with me tonight who I'll bring on in a moment. We're going to kind of put a, put a bow on the Masters, uh, run through the odds boards. I'll give a little best bet at the end. Uh, if anyone has any questions, we'll do a quick Q&A segment. I'll do final thoughts. We'll get out of here. We'll keep it moving. We'll try to hit a winner this week. If you are here right now, um, do me a big solid favor. Go over to the Preferred Lines YouTube page. Just give that a thumbs up. Maybe write me a nice comment. Hit a like button. Then you can pop back over here. Drop a question in the chat that I will answer uh, later in the show. I know sometimes the easiest way to watch this is on Twitter, but the most Biggest possible way you can help me out is to go over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, uh, give a thumbs up. Would greatly appreciate that. Um, okay, here's what's on tap for tonight, guys. Uh, I've got a Do South Category 3 IPA, fully cracked. I'm going to do a course preview first before I talk about Masters. Um, I just kind of want to get this out of the way relatively quickly. Then I'm going to bring in my special guest for tonight, my good buddy, uh, Boston Capper from the Golf Gambling Podcast. Um He's awesome. I had a ton of fun talking with him and Steve when I went on their show about a month ago. So happy to sort of bring him on and, and bring a little life into this thing. He's got good energy. I like this guy. Um, all right. So course preview for tonight. Um, this act segment is actually going to be brought to you by Fantasy Points. So they launched into golf Masters Week. Um, they had a huge launch. They've got a bunch of guys that you are extremely familiar with over there doing content for them. Dom, Pat Jange, Huntman did a show today. Um, they've just got a great crew over there. Chris Murphy, I know from the, the used to be at the Action Network, is now over there. Jurors are guys. So um, good crew over there. Um, use the promo code LINES22, and that will get you 10% off a monthly sub, which is one of the most affordable in the industry. Uh, great team. Support them. Lines 22 is the promo code. Okay. Uh, course name, Harbortown Golf Links. Uh, familiar stop, RBC Heritage, par 71, 70, 100 yards. Short. Uh, only three par fives on the layout this week. Classic, quintessential Pete Dye design. Bermuda grass greens, historic cut line, two over par. Last five winners, Sink, Webb, Pan, Kadira, Ryan. Holy fucking long shots. Um, course notes, obviously short technical layout, um, narrowed landing areas and strategic dog legs that I have in my notes from last year, turn a lot of these par fours into par threes. Now, hang with me for a second. I want to explain what I mean by that. So the distance advantage and the separation that a lot of players have on the PGA tour, if you think about a par four for guys that hit it 325, they're playing a different hole on their second shot than the guys who hit it 275. Um, it's like one group playing from the black tees and one group playing from like the old man white tees. It's clearly an advantage to be at the white tees. These basically the par fours have these landing areas that everyone seems to collect to uh, within like a 20 yard range. So as long as you're in the fairway, everyone's hitting their approach shot into the green from virtually the same spot. Thus, why I say they're like I kind of treat them like par threes. Everyone's usually coming in from the same distance unless you try to get super aggressive. Um, so you're going to see a lot of similar range approach shots. Smallish greens, not overly difficult from a, a sort of chipping or a putting angle. Lower than average green and regulation rates. 
uh, likely due to the to the smallest green. So lean a little bit more around the green in terms of a stat that I'm looking for. Distance, not really a factor. You want good drivers of the ball. So distance plus accuracy. Uh, I'm going to look a lot at good drives gained, which essentially what that is, um, is a stat where it basically factors in your second shot. So even if you miss the fairway, if you if you factor in good drives, that incoming approach shot, if you can still get that on the green, it's still considered a good drive. So if you're three yards off the fairway and you actually have a better angle in it, you can still get it on the green. That's still a plus for you in the good drives category. Um, obviously, lean a little course history. Uh, the Pete Dye angle sort of always plays. The match play course, Pete Dye, Pebble is another good comp. Wiley, Sedgefield, Sea Island. Um, these are the type of courses I'm looking for. Opportunities gain. Proximity, 100 to 200, 150 to 200 yards. That's the bucket I'm looking for this week. Uh, my buddy Rick Good had a stat, I believe, where 175 to 200-yard approach shots this week are about double as many as you will typically see as a tour average. So a lot coming within that proximity. I usually don't wait it a whole lot, but going to this week for uh, the reasons stated above. Even if you miss the fairway, you hit the green on your second shot, you're in good shape. Just don't miss it too far off. Um, that's about it. Tidy around the green game. Decent putter. Uh, that is Harbortown. A lot of guys really like it here, play well consistently, uh, rewards of some long shots. Wes Bryan's Stu Sink was 101. I mean, there's there's been some big numbers here. and There's been a good fair share of favorites as well. Okay, that's the course this week. Let's talk a little bit about last week. Uh, I want to bring on a special guest now who's going to join me uh, for the next probably 20, 25 minutes here, talking Masters and what's going on this week on the odds board. Welcome to Preferred Lines, my man. Boston Capper. What up, dude? What's up, buddy? How are you, man? It's a good, a good little Wonderful. concise preview. I love it. I, I really yeah. do. I like that. You don't have to dig into the weeds. Like well, some guy, people. there's so many other guys that are better That's than it than me. I kind of know yeah. my strikes here. So I know you're going to check out Andy and check out <laughs> Todd, all these guys who are really good at it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to give the, the the Cliff Notes version, which is how I actually got through college. That's how I was about to say. That's how I got through school was, was yeah. the Cliff Notes. It wasn't actually yeah. deep diving. So. Borderline leaning off other people and then plagiarizing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no such thing as an original idea, man. There's no, so it's not plagiarizing. It's fine. Oh, speaking of original idea, congratulations on last week, man. The major report was fucking awesome. I love that. Thank you. Um, I don't know if it played out on screen, but I was highly stressed out, my dude. Nah, you look, um, I didn't even tell anyone. I, didn't, I should have mentioned this on the show. Only Andy knows about this. So I was freaking out all day. I basically told my wife to take the kids out of the house because – I needed time to prepare. I was yeah. nervous, right? I, I don't like hosting that much. I was used to like the my old role on this show where I'm just kind of playing. It's easier to answer questions when I do the show with Rick. I, I, I'm more comfortable that way. Yeah. So a half an hour before the show, my internet and the whole house goes out. Oh, no. I'm like, what's going on? I reset the box. Nothing, right? Nothing comes on. I've got my, my TVs are out. My internet's down. I'm like, how am I going to do this show? I go outside and just to, I don't know what made me think to go outside, but I go outside and like six houses down, I see an AT&T guy. He's at my neighbor's house. Right. So I run down there. My neighbor's in the front yard. I'm like, do you have an AT&T guy here? She's like, yeah, he's in the backyard. I just I didn't even ask her. I straight up ran into her backyard. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, hey, man, listen, I got a big thing happening in like 25 minutes. I need you to I think you may have knocked out my Internet. It's like, no way. No I'm going chance. to install here. No way I knocked out your internet. I'm like, I think you knocked it out. I need you to check the box for me. He's like, all right, when I get done here, I'll come over and check it out. I'm like, I need it now, buddy. 
Yeah. You don't understand. Right. So he's like, okay. He goes over to the box and he is like, you know what? You're right. I, I, when I put in her wire into the box, I accidentally damaged yours. Oh, so I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. What can you do? He's like, I got to get you a new line. No. So he's wiring. This is 20 minutes before the show goes live. He's wiring me up. I literally got internet back 90 seconds before that show started. Holy shit. And man. So I was supposed to meet Andy like backstage here yeah. 15 minutes before. He's like, has no idea where I'm at. He's like kind of panicking. <laughs> and I show up like 90 seconds before we go hot in a full sweat, like, <laughs> I, like white in the face. He's like, dude, what the hell happened to you? You look so stressed. <laughs> I'm like, I am, dude. I, I'll tell you about it later. We just got to I'm going to go live. Let's go. go. Open the curtain. Let's go. Show must go on. <laughs> That's so that was awesome. it, man. I, Dude, I'm that's sure fucking if, awesome. If you rewind back to the beginning of the show, you'll see me in quite a sweat. But yeah, it was uh thank you for the kind words on that. Thank you for anyone that checked it out. Most downloads and listens I've ever got uh on a podcast, probably because I got the Andy Lack bump, to be honest. But um, we had a ton of fun with it, had a ton of great guests. So hopefully yeah. we can do it again next major. Yeah, it was good shit. What do you think about the masters? Give me uh like just thoughts right off the top. So it was boring, right? For the most part. I mean, we knew what was going to happen. And look, I like Scotty Sheffley. He seems like a very nice guy. Uh, and I tweeted out earlier today that I was going to lose my mind listening to the Boston Sports Radio guys break it down the Masters. Like, what did you mean by that? These morons were like it, like trashing Scotty for, uh, for three putting 18 and Cam oh, Smith crapping down his leg on 12. There's no golfers like Nicholas and all this other stuff. And oh. all these guys, oh, they don't care about winning. All they care about is their sponsor money. And they don't know anything about golf. They never talk about golf ever. There's one guy on that station in the afternoon who actually knows golf. And, and he, he was fine. He said the same thing. Like, look, it's kind of boring. And look, Scotty's on a ridiculous there, right? Like ridiculous. Yeah. Like what else can you say? He's clearly the world's number one. He went out and clearly. curb stomped. Any thoughts of that? He's not the world number one. Yeah. The problem is, is that I sport when I hear guys like that on the sports radio, like we need somebody who's not as milk toasty as Scotty Scheffler to be the face of our sport. Like we need something better you. than that. Like he's wholesome. He's good. You can't, root against him but at the same yeah. point he's not putting asses in the seats he's not making people turn it on you know what i mean like even if his swing's a little different with his footwork and stuff which i think is cool it's not the robotic swing that everybody has but yeah but no you're right because it's funny he had such an amazing story uh two weeks before that i thought was incredible just the rise to world number one at in his hometown like in a place that he like has pictures of like him there four years ago buying a ticket to right and now he's like that was an incredible story he's crying like it was awesome and the next day there's like a, a private flight tracker from tiger out of west palm beach and it's like everyone forgot scotty at that point like that story's <laughs> over I know and th that's another thing but listen we all knew it was coming right we all knew it was coming as soon as tiger came over it was going to be complete coverage i was so happy on saturday listen when he when, when he shot so bad i was like he's gonna get out about 10 he'll be done right around when the coverage is so maybe we'll get some uh actual go different golfers on the tv that and was look, the big plus yeah. my big takeaway is this dude like next year i wrote this in my notes I overthought things oh, yeah. way too much. Oh, yeah. And I and I did it because I, I had so many, I think it was part of having that show and so many guests. I was trying to prepare my ass off and it was so obvious right there in front of us. So I looked at the OWGR top 10. Um, OWGR top 10 from last week. Here's the guys not in great form from the top 10. 
who haven't been playing great, still in the top 10. Rom, Cantlay, Xander, DJ. And I, and I wrote these two down, even though they aren't quite in the top 10, but notable names people expected to play well. Brooks and Spieth. None of them have been playing good. And guess what? They didn't play very good. Between those six guys, zero wins in the 2021-2022 season, basically from September on. And here's how they finished. DJ, 12th, not bad. Rom 27th. Cantlay, 39th. And then three missed cuts. Yeah. Okay. Here's the guys inside that same top 10 who have been playing well. Scotty, three wins in a second since September. Colin, a win, the Bureau European Tour Championship, and two seconds. Victor, three wins in a second. Cam, two wins. Rory, a win and a second place. In this season, those five guys, um, they have 15 first or second place finishes since September between the five of them. Yep. Finished first, second, third, fifth, and 27. It's one of those things where you like, there's superstars who weren't playing well, and yeah. there's superstars who were playing really well. And we should have just taken the guys who were playing well. We should have, too. And it's funny. like, And so, like, you know, what happens to me a lot is my brain will confuse betting and DFS as much as I try to separate it. Because, totally. because we put out shows every week, it bleeds into each other, right? So all of a sudden, it's like, well, I can't bet him. He's chalk. Chalk has nothing to fucking do with an outright, right? It might have to be, like, too short of a number. But – and I just ate the wrong chalk. I ate DJ and Brooks. I'm not DJ yeah. and Brooks. JT and Brooks. Like, I was all over JT, all over Brooks. I didn't care. I got different down low. And even down low – in DFS, like I had, I talked about HV3 and 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 Scam Champ on on the pod, and I played Peters, like like eighty percent Peters, eighty <laughs> percent. What the fuck was I doing? Like you, just, and I, you're right. It's just the week is just so content filled for us. Like I feel like I just get so, so overloaded. Like, yeah, and then I go overboard, which is my mo anyway, right? But yeah. it's like next year is the same thing. It's like listen. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Don't, Keep like, it what, simple. Like, yeah. stop trying to call. Like, for me, like, stop trying to call something at twenty to one, and just take the obvious thing at eighteen. Like, forget the four points. Take the sixteen to exactly. one on the obvious one, yeah. and stop trying to like call and be like smart and write about yep. someone at twenty to one. Like, just don't be a fucking idiot yep. and take the guy who's freaking on fire right now and also really, really good. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah, That's I mean, look, yeah, I, I mean, whatever it was, what it was, it was one of the more boring masters, but it's still the masters, and whatever, it's a good story. And uh, well, next year, maybe uh, the conditions will be a little softer. I, I was fine with how tough it played. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I told my wife at the beginning of the day, she's like, "Are you looking forward to Sunday today?" And I'm like, "You know, I hope we just." get to the 12th hole and this thing's not over because the, that's like such an exciting stretch down the finish. And the last one, the DJ one and the Hideki one were kind of over and the tiger year was so exciting because there's all these guys and it comes 12, 13, 14, 15. It's like, you can birdie all of them or you can blow them all up. And I, and we kind of got that because, Almost. so I kind of got what I asked for sort yeah. of, but it like ended right there. Yeah, it was, it, it really was over on the, was it the third when Scotty chipped in and the momentum completely shifted? What'd you think about the relief? Uh, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, know either. Like, it's like, it's within the rules. I'm not going to fault him for it. Any, right. any, every single player in the field would have asked for oh, that yeah, relief. Absolutely. Um, and taking it happily. So it is kind of what it, I was like more confused because I didn't have the volume on the day before. We had some friends over 
And I was confused how he got relief on 18 out into where he got a shot. Me too. I, dude, so I was the same thing. I had, I was actually at my buddy Tommy's house and uh, I don't, can you hear the dogs? Sorry. Yeah, yeah dogs. it's all good. <laughs> the, um, uh, and it, it, like I, I was at, and we had the TV down cause the wives were talking and I was like, what is happening? Like, why is, how is he pick? How is he pulling? Why is he out there? Yeah. yeah. How's that happening? I guess two club lengths, but I'm thinking he's going to take the unplayable and he's going to be stuck right there. Um, all right, is what it is. Let's talk a little RBC Heritage. Great field, awesome tournament, um, fun, fun tournament that always seems to provide uh, really good finishes. I'm going to bring in the um, odds board here on our screen and kind of put us up there with it from oddschecker.com. Uh, we're going to go through this odds board courtesy of my buddies over at Fantasy Golf Pod. Chad, Eric, uh, Cecil's now with them. Josh Bennett, all good dudes. They run the show uh, Tuesday night, golf guys. Um, check them out. They are still a supporter of this show. Um, even though the Chad nearly ended, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that in part B. So he's, this yeah. is the story behind it. He's so still, I, listen, an, I listened to it. I didn't see it. He's still an admin on like this part yeah. end. Cause we sort of share it. And instead of just leaving it, he hit end broadcast and it shut me down, but, uh, he's my dude. He felt terrible about it. So, so we still fuck with him. All right, let me As zoom in a little bit here so you can see the names a little better. Okay, I'm going to rattle off some guys at the top here, Capper. Yep. Morikawa, best number, 14 to 1. JT, 14 to 1. Cameron Smith, back at it again this week, 16 to 1. DJ, 20. Patrick Cantlay, 20. Let's start with those five guys first. You betting any of them, any interest, anyone you really don't like in there? What are your thoughts? I mean, I just, I don't like I mean, you get it, man. We hate betting these type of short numbers, especially on a course yeah. like this. Morikawa, I mean, look, maybe he can ride some of the momentum from Sunday into that. I mean, he played well last year when he was going against Sink. Uh, I think he ended, he ended up, I don't know, top 10 but he was second. And look, he was trying to catch Sink, and he probably made some aggressive shots that he shouldn't have made. The only thing I remember about last year was Sink couldn't find fucking fairway and was putting with a three-wood basically all day and somehow still won the damn tournament. I think he hit like four yeah. fairways the entire, the entire tournament. Um, yeah. JT... Uh, no, no, I'm out. I don't, I don't, I don't trust Cam Smith to bounce back from 12 yet. And look, I mean, what do you think? At least two of these guys would draw, right? DJ's gonna go because he's, uh, because he's tied to him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I could definitely see JT and Cam Smith pulling out. Absolutely. So, Ants is answer the one that withdrew already? Yeah, he already withdrew. So he, okay, yeah, he must have hurt his wrist because I think I don't remember who was saying it, but there was somebody on Instagram. I'm too old for Instagram. Uh, and they, I guess he was like pouring like his tequila, like the party the night before, and things like that. And all of a sudden, he was forced to withdraw, um, yeah. at Valero and right. then withdraw from like, yeah, I mean, that sucks. Like, what did he do? I don't know. This is I a great course really for him, man. Short knocker. Like, like oh, it's perfect, perfect. Dude. It's perfect for him. And he's been in contention here before. So unfortunate for him. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm like you. I don't have any of these guys. Um, I thought about Cameron Smith because I'm just kind of leaning on what I said before. And I'm like, this guy's just thinking. freaking on a heater right now. And yeah. um, he made one bad shot on 12 and didn't really have a good second round. But other than that, I know going into Sunday, he was the best player on approach in the Masters. I okay. think it was uh, my buddy Drew Matthews tweeted that he had seven or going into Sunday, had like seven or eight more looks inside of 10 feet for birdie than Scotty. Yeah. Um, so he was just on fire. And we know that the putter can get red hot. Should be a good place for him, but he's a little wild off the tee. So I don't love that. 
Um, DJ's played well here. So this isn't a tournament where you typically see his player profile in terms of a bomber who's going to want to hit driver succeed here. Uh, but he has. I mean, Morikawa, he put, he put driver away on Saturday, right? Yeah. And Morikawa <laughs> and JT are both similar to me. They're just um, – I never really get there on either of these guys, dude, because – um, they're such great iron players, but it's just hard for me to back guys, um, at 12 to 14, the one that kind of are a little cringe worthy from time to time on the putting green. Um, whenever I bet them, they're extremely like frustrating to me and I just yeah. don't get them right. So I just tend to pass on them at these 12, 14 to one numbers. Yeah. I think DJ's DJ's fine here, but it's all, with DJ. It's always like, what's the motivation, right? I know it's tough to try to play armchair with psychiatrist, but he's here because he's tied to RBC. He's not here because he actually gives a fuck probably. I mean, can't right. lay, can't lay to me. I think his irons are just the best right now. Yeah. All right. Here's a weird one. I'm going to bring this down and I'm going to bring up my best bet of the week. And okay. to be honest with you, bro, I'm kind of embarrassed about this one, but <laughs> oh, all right, this, this is my this guy. Let's he's go. Totally I love dirty ones. Not, this is not my brand whatsoever, but I'm taking him this week. I got to change things up. I'm in a little bit of a cold spell right now, so okay. I'm just going to go with someone that I never bet. Holy shit, dude. Oh, I'm taking no. Matt Fitzpatrick. All right. Um, He's just been so consistent. This is his favorite golf course on the PGA Tour. He's on the record stating fourth and strokes gain total at Harbortown off the tee. He's picked up a lot of distance yes. and he's still hitting it very accurately. So last 12 rounds, basically his last four tournaments, second and strokes gain off the tee. It's never been a strength of his whatsoever in terms of uh, good drives, which I spoke about earlier that I'm looking uh, specifically at Harbortown golf links. He is first and he's also first in bogey avoidance. So I, uh, I trust him to sort of not make a huge number. The course history, uh, three top 15s in the last four years, including a fourth last year where he made a little run. Maybe this is his time. I was thinking earlier, man, that like, okay, so we got, let me see if I can get this back up. Okay. So Scotty, right? He it was like Scheffler's the best player in the world who doesn't have a win. And like, look at how fast this thing has like yeah. rolled Snowballed, dream right. downhill for yeah. him since he got that win. So right now it's either it's Will Zalatoris or Fitzpatrick. And I really think that if either one of them can like break through and like this, maybe not this week, but this type of event they could snowball it into like a really good run because they're both playing really well. I think all the major championships set up great for them. I think the U S open and St. Andrews sets up great for Fitz. Um, I think Southern Hills sets up great for Zalatoris. So I, it just feels like they aren't that far off. And if they can just break through and get the monkey off the back, either of them could potentially not a Scheffler world number one type run, but they could both find themselves within like the top eight in the world fairly quickly if they rattle off like two wins because they've got so many top tens and good performances in majors in that OWGR system. So I'll, so <laughs> me and Steve always fight about Fitz. Uh, <laughs> so Steve loves Fitz. I think he's fine. Like I, like I'm fine with positionals on him, but for me. I just don't think he can score enough. You're right. He avoids the big number. I love yeah. him in tough conditions. I love him in the wind. I he's 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 somebody who I never worry about seeing a crooked number on, right? At worst, he's gonna bogey. And he's a guy who's gonna get up and down and he can putt from 13 feet to save par. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think he scores enough. I know he scores well on the par fives, but at a course like this, you gotta score well on the par fours too. Yeah. And I just don't I 
I'm just not that. I would rather take Lowry, who has a better course history here. Who, yes, he does. Who can chip in. He's at the same odds. He can get hot with the putter. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously disappointed off his weekend. Um, so I just prefer Lowry over Fitz. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm I get at. it. Lowry's, Lowry's a good one. I'm just kind of more or less here switching things up a little bit in my yep. strategy. So I'm going to try Fitz this week. Maybe I, I'm just looking for something to break through. You know, Burgers is interesting one at 31 to 1 where I think everyone feels like that's a really great price on him. Yep. I didn't get there. What What about you on Burger? I was going to ask you about it because I didn't get there either. And I thought, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I thought that number would have got steamed quick, right? And yeah. I haven't looked at like the ticket count or what their liability is yet on any of the books, but are they just taking the, they got to be taking money on it and they haven't moved it yet. Yeah, they're going to take money off it. He's another one like Fitz that uh, seems to avoid the big numbers unless he like something weird happens, but he's just a really great driver. He's really good on short courses. You look at Pebble, um, you look at PJ National, which is short also, like courses that he plays a lot, um, which just demand you. They aren't overly long, but they demand you to be really accurate. And he's just he's just good there, man. I just yeah. um, he's, he's a good, solid golfer. And I don't know, yes. I think I think it's. I think the thing at TPC and then the thing he did at Hatton with match play, I don't know. He just kind of turned me off a little bit. And then like, now yeah, I kind of root against them. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I'll hold the bias. Like it could be the best play on the board, but if I'm like, nah, fuck you. I don't like you. I'm not going to bet you. That's how it works. So I know. All right. My next guy moving down the list a little bit. I took Sung Jay. I got a 35 to one on Sung Jay. Well, that's a good one. Um, I think this is a perfect type setup for him where he can take, uh, like three iron off the tee and just get himself to a good distance of 175 yards. I thought the iron play was super sharp last week. I love his around the green game uh, back on Bermuda grass greens. I just think this is one of those setups that uh, really suits his style of play. I know that there was a stretch there uh, certainly where, where he was off and the approach numbers are bad right now. I have him 103rd over the last uh, 12 rounds. Now that's not factoring any strokes gain approach numbers, obviously from the masters. Uh, but he was able to, he was able to score well at the API without hitting his irons. Well, um, finished top 20 there, finished sixth at the farmers without hitting his irons. Well, lost strokes on approach there. If he can flip that, Uh, which I think I saw a sign of last week after a little bit of time off. So he basically took a month off before he played in the match. he never does. Unfreaking heard of. So I'm hoping that he went back to the lab. He's got the iron sort of figured out. He's been putting pretty well. Um, I think we're getting a fair price on him this week at 35 to 1. So I took that. But there's other, I mean, Webb, there's always this theory. You just play Webb at Webb courses. Joaquin Neiman, I had him last week. He was right in it for a while. He's playing really good golf. So there's good, good options here in the mid-30s, which I was kind of hoping for last week. Some guys in the 30s, and we didn't get it. Now we got some names down here around 35 to 1. We do. I, I, so like, I get – I know. I mean, Webb, like I get it. Play Webb on web courses. Like, I just don't know, man. Like it, there's something still off with, with him to me. I, lo- I love the Sanjay number. I haven't got there with him yet, but my car's not over. Um, right. And – I don't know. He and like I, I don't want to hold what he did on Sunday against them because he was trying to make a play, trying to make a push because he mm-hmm. did play well up until that point. Neiman right. Neiman didn't have a good Sunday either, and it's and it's weird because I t- or Saturday I t- really, yeah. And I took him heavy on a fucking matchup on Sunday too because I was like, oh, these going to be good conditions, scoring opportunities, and he didn't do shit, and it killed me. <laughs> it yeah. really hurt me. So yeah, I mean, look, really, you can make an argument for almost any of these guys. I I, I didn't hit this. I went a little deeper on the board. Um, I skipped the 30s for now. 
Um, but I only, I've only laid four outright so far because it's, it's Monday. And like I told you, I'm riding solo with, uh, with, with four kids for the week. So, uh, it's been a little hectic at the, uh, at the, at the Clifford household. Yeah, no, totally. And, and I'm the same way. I don't, I don't try not to lay it all out on Monday. I try to take everything in a little bit, see how the week and, and the ebbs and flows. But, um, it's, again, let's just, I'm going to go through the names here from like 40 to 60 to one. Uh, and then just tell me if anyone sticks out to you that you like, but again, like good names here, Spieth, Great names. 40 to one Henley. 40 to one Hatton, 40 to one. Those are good numbers. Horschel, 40 to one. Um, Alex Noren is 50. Kevin Kisner now this morning was, was up there now down to 50. Mav McNeely, 50. Kevin Na, 55. Siwoo, 55. Tommy Fleetwood, 55 to one. Um, I'll stop right there. Anyone you fancy in that, that range? That's a great range. I love this range. So I, I got Kisner and because listen, you live in Florida and you know, we have very fucking limited options. So yeah, you know, it is what it is. I think I, I got him at a 60. Me too. Uh, yep. Yeah. So whatever I took it. I mean, yeah. he never, he never pops the model. This is a Kisner track, even though surprisingly totally. he doesn't really have good course history here for whatever reason. It, no, I don't, but the other places, um, match oh, yeah. play, um, yeah. Sedgefield, like I, I feel like this was a place that should, should suit him well. And he's playing good. He's yeah, playing he played great. Yeah. yeah, he's playing great. He had a bad Sunday on the Masters, but whatever. This is that's not a course he could think he can actually win. Um, I'm staying away from Hatton. He's my boy. I love him. I wrote him up last week. I talked to him until I was blue in the fucking face. And listen, I'm gonna need to get a list of courses that Hatton thinks uh, of courses that don't fit his eye because I feel like every time I bet him, I'll hear an interview after he has a shit round. And he's like, "Well, the course really doesn't fit my eye." I'm gonna need to get a. I'm gonna get a need a list of these things so I can stop betting him on these fucking courses. So does. since he's your guy, I saw yeah. the clip come out where he basically turns his putter into a shotgun and fired up. Like that? who was who was that aimed at? I, that I don't know. Like that, I, hoping- I needed to pan out because like if he's <laughs> if he's if his caddy's like down scope and, yeah. or like a playing partner and he's like taking them out like yeah. imagine yeah. that going around the green taking out caddy and like Adam okay? Scott and like getting another guy in there. Like, yeah. I was like whoa. I- I read a quote and because uh, I guess his uh, his his caddy needs there's something wrong with his knee, right? So he's gonna have a different caddy this week. Um, he's going he's going back home to uh, I don't know get it looked at so he can get on it. But uh, he was like, yeah, he's like due to my uh, due to my play here, maybe next year I can just come back and caddy versus play. I was like, oh, are we that low, Terrell Hatton? I don't want a golfer that is that low on himself moving into the weekend. I can never get sucked at majors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he I like spurts- him too. Yeah, it, Billy Ho, I can never get there with him. I feel like, it, I don't know, he made an ass out of himself on Sunday too. Like whatever. Yep. And, yeah, and listen, I can yell and I can yell and do stuff like that. I used to do that when I played golf, but I used to think I could be good at it. I realized now that I suck at it, and I just crack open another beer and just move on to the next hole and whatever. I would have liked to answer. Are you a Noring guy? Uh, not really. No, you know I'm really not a fan of mm-hmm. and i don't have a reason why but i will never bet him even though he, he sets up nights this week mav mcneely i can't get him i'll never I can't get him it. either I'll, i'll do i'm with you like i can't i can't figure him out i know he pops on models or whatever but like no i'm good like i know he played good at the match play too for the most part right he yeah. didn't make it out of his group but he played out oh, wait or did he make it out i can't even remember i don't yeah, know he's if he been made it great and like everyone <laughs> wanted to bet him at pebble which is similar to this and he was yeah. down to like something crazy like 25 to 1 and he he barely made the cut. So I don't know. I just feel like he's more likely to uh, to let you down. Yeah, absolutely. So Especially with uh, it's all these guys, right? I mean, we know we know it. Yet somehow we'll still get tricked by it sometimes. Mm-hmm. When the, the community group think gets together and all of a sudden this golfer who doesn't fucking win is everybody's pick and he's super chalky in DFS. What does it work out? Like maybe two out of ten times? 
Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like Never. you just gotta avoid avoid it and, and, and figure it out. Like I'm not I'm not burning my money on McNeely. I'll burn him on another loser. Yeah. What so do you my think Harmon. One? Harmon, I'm off of my next bet. Um, that I I actually so I wanted to bet Kucher, but I can't at that number because I was on him at Valero and he made a nice run for me and he, he like top ten and I felt like it was a great place for him where he could use his around the green game. I feel the exact same way this week, although he's half the price he was at Valero. So instead, I took Adam Hadwin. Um, okay. Just recent form for me. Yeah. Approach numbers have been great. Played awesome at the Valspar. Decent course history on these type of, of layouts specifically. And I just felt, I don't know why, I felt like the number was going to go down. I did get a 66. You could still get a 65. But I felt like he was going to be like Kisner and drop 15 20 points yeah. it didn't happen um may catch a little bit more steam later in the week but that's my only other guy under 100 to one and above do you have anyone else sort of in this this 60 to 100 range so i like Harmon, man like okay i, I like Spill it just it. it just seems like a Harmon course to me like it, it, yeah I, I don't know he's in he's in decent form he missed a cut at the masters no one expected him to do anything at the masters i know he's a lefty that doesn't mean shit he taught five uh at the vals bar Still made uh, made the you know made the cut at the players and and basically he goes from good bad good bad good bad and he was good at the MX bad at Pebble good at the open uh, Phoenix Open bad at the Honda oh then he was bad at the players but then he was good at the Valspar and then but I don't know I, was he on the bad wave at the players I just assume he is um, I'm he, not sure but yeah I mean dude he's been awesome no, yeah. I have him fourth in good drives gained fifteenth in strokes gained total at this course so. Uh, decent course history to back it up. I think he, him, and Hadwin are, are kind of like Very interchangeable similar. to me. Yeah, and I saw Hadwin players. all over the. I saw Hadwin all over the place today, like early, yeah. early in the morning. Gonna, gonna hit like, it in the okay. fairway. They're streaky, yeah. very streaky putters. They're considered good putters, but really they're streaky, streaky. putters. So like yeah. not great, but if they get hot, like they can fire like a sixty-two or something crazy, like yeah. one round. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah. I like I both like of them. Any uh any bombs for you? I'll kind of flick through the range. I got a couple. Um, I got one that I'll bring up, and I'm gonna save two for for uh, lunchtime long shots tomorrow, which will be back. But so if you like for you, so if you like if you like Hadwin, what do you think about Svensson at fucking two fifty to one? I know, and he's my boy, dude. <laughs> so that's one of my long shots. Everybody was talking about Hadwin, yep. so I immediately went to Svensson. I was like, all right, where's Svensson at? And I get, I get him at two fifty to one on my book. And look, he does, he's a, he's he's a good player, man. And if and whatever, man, like the two fifty to one, where a place where bombs can go off, a place where Wes Bryan has won a fucking golf tournament. Yeah, like, why not? Why not Adam Svensson? Why not? Pan um, Kadira. I mean, he's just. He's so solid with mm -hmm. his irons. Like I, I had a bet on him at the Honda and I was there and I followed him for a while just because I like following guys where like the, the whole crowd's not there. So yeah, it was like yeah. just him and he struck the shit out of the ball. Like he's yeah. flushing it. Um, he hit his irons fantastic and he just missed a lot of four foot putts, but he's good enough. Proven winner. Veteran caddy on the back has won at every single level of his career from uh, from college to amateur to still amateur events to Corn Ferry Tour events. Um, yeah, he's close. And I and a win is coming. And I pray that when it comes, it's at like one of these 250 to <laughs> one yeah, numbers dude. and not when he like leads in with a couple of good weeks and is down to like 65 16, to one. Yeah. Like this is the number to catch him at. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about Sneds, dude? He looked OK. He looked OK at Valero. This he a, did look. He looks very okay. This is a great Snedeker course. One fifty or one twenty five, depending on what you get him at your book. Like, yeah. 
my other guy, the other guy that I will mention uh, here that I'll kind of let the cat out of the bag, my boy, Matt Neesmith. Okay. Uh, we're boys right. now. Yeah. We're boys now for the final thoughts thing. Absolutely. But yeah, played awesome at Valspar. Like, uh, he's just in really good form. Love his attitude. Uh, love his mental game. I I want to say, and I should have looked this up, but he's got like, uh, like maybe he got like married at Harbor Town, or there's some sort of connection there with Ooh. him where right. he's played uh, really well. And this is one of his, like one of the more special stops on tour for him. I believe don't hold me to that. I'll, I'll have to relook that up before I release it on uh, lunchtime long shots tomorrow. But yeah, I like him. I was going to be there. He was 175 to one. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it is right now. I mean, his, there's no, all- his number, his number hasn't moved. And like, he's, this it's is a great tournament to just yeah. freaking take some of these guys here. He is. Oh, yeah. He's 150 right now. Um, but I mean, there's like, there's good players that can win. Mac Hughes has won. Yeah, I believe. I don't know if he won the Heritage or he won. I think he won this was event. Sed, was, it, was, it, was it here? I thought it was Sedgefield. Or something. Maybe it was Sedgefield. Okay. But anyways, good player. Bo Hostler, pretty good player right now in pretty good form. Davis good form. Riley, been playing awesome. Um, I'm not going to say Ricky Fowler. No. <laughs> but Alex Smalley, Brandon Grace is one here. Kramer Hickok, like. This is a range where, like, you can take ten bucks, and, or maybe take fifty bucks, and just take five guys and put ten bucks on them and hope for a Sunday sweat. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, listen, that's the best you can hope for with this shit. Like, like, listen, we bet favorites. We bet forty to one guys. If you can get a sweat with somebody with this long a number, like, it's a beautiful thing. Like, even if it doesn't work out, and never yep. hedge. By the way, you hold on to that goddamn ticket. Like all those spawn backers. Like, can yep. you imagine if they hedged? Oh, no. they killed themselves. Like no, you, hold, you, you have to hold on to the ticket. The only time I would say that um, it ever makes sense potentially was match play. Like match play, when absolutely. Because there's, there's, there's a, a there's result a where it's outcome. either A or B. Correct. But yeah, but taking guys like who have three stroke leads on Sunday and trying to hedge out of it is just it's no. it's going to end horribly. It is. Um, and you lose it. Like you only get so many of these events a year when you have an advantage and you yep. just have to ride it. Like last year. I think it was Rocket Mortgage where I had Cam Davis at a huge number and he yeah. got into the playoff and everyone's like, you have to hedge. Like you're guaranteed like 40 to one if you hedge now. And I'm like, yeah, but if he wins, it's 125 to <laughs> yeah, one. Like exactly. I'll, I'll take the coin flip. Exactly. Fuck yeah. I'll definitely take the coin flip. Yeah. All day, every day. Yeah. yeah. Higgs, Schwartzel, 250 what to one. What about Higgs? What about Higgs? Yeah. What about him? I like it. Schwartzel yeah. played awesome last week. I don't think um, Schwartzel. I think Schwartzel's a horse for the course at, uh, there. What about Poston, though? He's got a great course history. Yeah, he's too he's too wild off the fucking field. Hudson Swafford finished like 30th last week, maybe 27th at the Masters. Yeah. He's a Sea Island guy. Like, oh, th- this, the sea this Island, is a fun the week. Sea Island Mafia. I forgot about yeah, that. Sea yeah, Sea Island Mafia, boys. This is a fun <laughs> week, dude. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Man, I know you got to go. You got the other podcast. Plug, plug all your stuff this week and, and tell the people where they can find you. Now you guys find me it's super easy. Boston underscore capper on Twitter, uh, golf gambling podcast. I don't know wherever you find your podcast, right? Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm writing my, I'm writing best bets articles now for sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, my co-host Steve does his course breakdowns and all that like in-depth stuff. Like we were talking about him and Andy, the galaxy brain me. And then I'm like, Oh, I never thought about that. And then I go some down some weird rabbit hole about grass types for about four hours where I should be working. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, other than that, that's it, man. Appreciate you having me on brother. For sure, dude. You and Steve got a, a, a great vibe going. I wish he was on Twitter, but uh, he's not, maybe that's a good thing. He kind of keeps us all, all grounded and just puts out his stuff on the podcast, but uh golf gambling podcast, check out my man, Boston capper at Boston underscore capper. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I know you got to roll. Uh, have a good night, dude.
Cheers, bro. Later. Later. All right. Fun dude. Um, good times. Talking a little bit of Masters. Talking a little bit of Odds Board. Um, check his show out later. They have guests on. Like It is a very, very entertaining show. They argue with each other. It's it's fun stuff. Okay. Um, Q&A. Don't got much tonight, so we're just going to skip right by it. I want to get to a, before I do final thoughts here, talk about prize picks for a minute. They had some awesome stuff going on last week for the Masters in terms of Tiger props. Um, in terms of of basically over under on scoring on holes, ways to take advantage. It's basically a way to parlay and take over unders. Do anywhere from like two to five guys get ten times your money. Promo code PL one hundred. If you have not tried Prize Picks out, download the app on your phone. Super clean, super easy to use. Uh, you deposit a hundred bucks, you use that promo code. That helps me out. PL one hundred. You will get an extra hundred in your account. Two hundred dollars, free money. Greatly helps me. Appreciate it. PL100 prize picks. Download the app in the app store. Okay. Let me pull up uh, the banner here for final thoughts. I'm going to keep it pretty light. Um, You know, pretty quick this week. Uh, Where do I got it? There we go. Bingo. Okay. Final thoughts segment. Um, pretty light, but I, I thought a lot about this with with Scotty at the end of yesterday's round and some things that he had to say. Um, the greatest moments in my life, and I think your life, are often predicated by this feeling of knots in your stomach, anxiety nerves, um, uneasiness, unsureness. Um, Think about those moments in your life when something was so important to you that you got physically ill before it with nerves. A lot of the greatest moments of your life can guarantee it. I had that feeling last week uh, before the major report. Um, I was nervous. I was sick to my stomach. And I think it's one of the things I'm more proud of that I've done. Um, That was pretty hard. That was producing. That was 17 guests. That was four hours of live content with things that didn't always go right behind the scenes that I tried to navigate through as seamlessly as possible. And I had a great partner in Andy, and we were able to hopefully make the show successful. Like I mentioned, the uh, the most downloads and listens. And I know it's not all about that, but that I ever had. Um, so I appreciate that. When I did the DFS open, I was super nervous about that. I was uneasy. I was sick to my stomach the day before it happened. What if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? That was an awesome experience. When I proposed to my wife, when I got married to my wife, um, when we went to the hospital to have our children, like physically sick before all these great moments. Um, but it's, it's just about having the courage to try something. Um, and, and with that great risk of complete failure, if that thing failed last week, um, you can best believe I would have been ridiculed for it. I put the thing out semi-jokingly about the Golf Channel guys live from the Masters in my thing. And I was like, this is my goal. Um, I was kind of serious about that. That is my goal. That's what I want to do. And I had some people 
uh, send me shitty messages about it, but it is what it is. I had the courage to try and I'm going to keep trying. Um, and, and I thought about Scotty and saying that he had that talk with, uh, his wife and he felt like he wasn't ready for it. Uh, he was overwhelmed by the moment. He was sick. He was crying. He was a mess before this whole thing. Um, but it led to probably one of the greatest moments in his life. And ultimately he was prepared. Ultimately he kept his faith in whatever he believes in and he kept his faith in himself and she helped him get the courage to just try. Um, if you have something out there that you want to try, like, look, I, I, I'll be completely open and honest here. I had something on the table basically to, um, to, to start a different path with another company in this sort of industry. And, and, um, it didn't work out and that's okay. And I am happy that I'm able to just now be in this position where I'm a totally freelancer and I can try different things. And if they fail, they fail. If there's never another major report again, um, then there's never another major report again, but I'm going to try, like, I'm going to take those downloads. I'm going to take this concept that I think in my mind, at least I prove that there is some value to it. And I'm going to pitch it to people and I'm going to say, look, um, Golf Digest, whoever it is, uh, this is what I did with basically zero dollars, with zero production ability, with zero help other than a co-host. And look what I was able to do. If you want to be a part of this, I think it can be something really special. And I believe in it. Uh, if you have something like that in your life, um, you don't have to give up everything. You don't have to give up your job and give up your your family duties. And I'm not saying to do any of that stuff and to just quit and start over, but have the courage to to spend a lot of time and effort on something that you believe in and try. T-R-Y. Um, those are the final thoughts for tonight. Scotty Scheffler tried. He's number one in the world. He's not going anywhere for quite a while. Um, I think it's going to be, if he has a couple more good performances, hard for anyone to catch him racking up all these wins. He's arrived extremely wholesome, extremely proud of him. I appreciate his honesty in the press conference. I appreciate his belief in himself and in his family. And I appreciate his ability to, to go out there and absolutely believe in something and try his best. Those are the final thoughts. I hope you all have a great week. Best of luck at the RBC Heritage. Hope you hit a winner. God knows I need one. Uh, good luck this week. Thank you for checking out Preferred Lines. Before you leave here, make sure to give it a like and give it a subscribe. Um, I will, if you, so no one's been commenting on the iTunes in a while. Go in there, leave a comment on the iTunes. Tell me how much you like the show and I will, uh, I'll do something special for you. I may potentially DM you. So uh, leave your Twitter handle in there as well. Love you guys. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Thanks, Fran. I see you, brother.